So I am so excited and welcome. This is our, our first episode here um, in Compassion Connection. And I am so excited because this is something that I think will help you guys to understand what do we do here and who we are. So here in our first episode, we have Mike Leonso. So thank you for allowing me to do this and accepting my invitation. Oh, thank you for having me, Gabby. So Mike, tell us who you are, what do you do here? Yeah, well, my name is Mike Leonzo, and uh, I currently serve as the Director of Pastoral Trainings here at Ecuador Compassion Connection. It's a, it's a great privilege to be able to serve in this role, and I'm very excited as this is a, a recent development. And I uh, arrived to Ecuador uh, through my parents. My father has been a pastor for many years, mm-hmm. and through a mutual friend, he met Steve Youngren, who's the founder of Ecuador Compassion Connection. And my father knew that I had studied Spanish, I had a desire to serve the Lord in a cross-cultural setting, and so I met Steve and his wife Sandy, and they extended an invitation for me to visit, and then later to intern, and then that has turned into a a long-term role here with the ministry. And I have seen how the Lord has used you in many different ways, not only in teachings, but creating and building relationships with others. So tell us, how did you um, start to have this a notion of missions and calling and coming to another country, to another culture, learning, learning another language? Yeah, so uh, my, uh, I grew up in a multi-ethnic family. My, my sister, my younger sister is adopted. She's African-American. And so when my mom and dad decided to plant a church in the year 2000 when I was just a young boy, they intentionally wanted the church to be multi-ethnic. And so in my young childhood and teenage years, I grew up in a multi-ethnic church. And I was always fascinated by the different cultural backgrounds of the people that were attending our church and the languages that were spoken at times. But I really believe that the Lord truly saved me in my later teens. I really began to understand the gospel. And right at that time, uh, I traveled on a short-term missions trip to Mexico. And It was those two events, my real conversion, that I would say, uh, and then that missions trip that really connected everything. I really fell in love with the Spanish language. I fell in love with Latino culture, and I saw how the church was on mission in another part of the world, meeting physical needs, but also spiritual needs. Uh, I really met a point where I'd like to serve here long term for the glory of God and the strengthening of the church in this part of the world. What uh, would you say someone needs or requires to be a missionary? It, it, sounds, it sounds obvious, but there has to be uh, obviously a genuine conversion. That has to be the foundation because all of what we do should be about honoring God and seeing his name being proclaimed among the nations. And that all starts from having a genuine conversion experience. The second part, I would say, is the preparation. I I believe there is value in uh, learning the language or having the ability to even basically communicate in the host culture where where you're serving. Uh, That, for me, when I first arrived here, even though my Spanish was very limited, 
when people see that you make the effort and you're intentional, it speaks volumes and it really endears you to them. And that's a great way to build relationships. And along with that, I would say flexibility and humility. Those are two huge ones. Humility, because you're going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're going to make mistakes yeah. in the language. You're going to make cultural mistakes. Mm-hmm. There's so many blind spots I had and probably still have because I have a North American mindset, even though I'm living in a Latin context. Mm-hmm. And even in a Latin context in Ecuador, which yeah. is a very, uh, which is different from Argentina or different from mm. Chile. Um, uh, and, you know, uh, Gabby was motioning to my ring finger. I, <laughs> I recently married, have been almost married almost a year uh, to my dear wife, Christina, who is Ecuadorian. And so even that, uh, even though there's, there's amazing uh, love between us and there's a commitment that's rock solid, We've had to stumble through the cultural differences as husband and wife. And so you have to have the humility to say, okay, I need to learn from this. Perhaps my way is not the only way of doing things and flexibility because in the mission field in general, but especially in another culture that's not your own, and especially when we're talking about the difference from North America and South America, you need to be flexible. Time is, uh, is valuable to us as North Americans, and here time is relative. Uh, you have to be willing to be patient with whether it's, especially when you're trying to renew your visa, or mm. it could be you're making an appointment with someone, and uh, they say, yeah, I'm on my way, I'm gonna be there in five minutes, and it's not until, yeah. 25 or 30 minutes later that they yes. start to show up. So those things can be very frustrating and you just have to be be flexible and just realize, okay, this is what I signed up for. Yes, and trusting the Lord in the process of mm-hmm. that he's using all these things to shape us, to, to bring to the surface uh, some things that he wants us to, to realize, right? Yes, yeah, it's, it's a sanctifying mm. experience. Um, there are some uh, challenges, as you, as you were saying. But then let's think about the joys of it. Like if you think right now about your process of coming here, adapting to this culture, learning new things, and if we take that trip, what are like these specific moments of joy that you say like, oh my gosh, I, I am almost like understanding this now. It comes with time, and I've definitely had many of those moments by God's grace. Uh, being able to uh, understand the language and be able to get to a point where I'm functionally fluent has opened so many doors for ministry. And you uh, you just begin to, it, I don't know when, but it just starts to click. And you even start to pick up the different, um, in Spanish, they call them modismos, Mm -hmm. which are basically the sayings, the slang that is common to Ecuador. So for example, a lot of times Ecuadorians will add ito or ita onto a a noun. So um, someone could ask me where my wife is and I could say, mi esposita está en la casa. My wife is in the house. It's very common. It's very Ecuadorian, especially I think here in the 
and the Sierra mountain region where we live. And, and that just, you just start to pick those up and then they come out in your teachings and people get a kick out of it because uh, they're like, you're a foreigner, but you're speaking like us. Yes. And so that's kind of cool. But I, I, you know, I was in the States in December and I honestly did have moments where I'm like, man, I, and I do miss home and I, and I I miss certain aspects of the United States. Mm -hmm. But then on the other hand, I've had so many opportunities that so many of my, my friends and loved ones in the United States aren't able to have. We were, my wife and I took a trip to the Amazon jungle Mm. recently. And I mean, who gets to go to the Amazon jungle? And we were, we were there with one of our pastors that we work with and we were eating tropical fruit and it was just amazing. The weather was beautiful. I had the opportunity to go um, on a fishing expedition on the Pacific coast off of Manta uh, been able we live where we live we have Cotopaxi this giant volcano and we've been able to hike and so there's so many uh, practical blessings of living there are challenges but there's also many joys of living in a foreign culture there were some days that were harder than others mm-hmm. and all of these things and challenges that come with the day by day um, the Lord helps us and the Lord sustain us through mm-hmm. that what would you say were the truths or or the verses or things that through those times where you were homesick or, or mm-hmm. where you didn't know what to do or how the future was going to be, you thought, well, oh, this is something that keeps me going. This is like uh, something that reminds me of this call. Yeah, one of my favorite books in the New Testament is Philippians where Paul says, do not be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And so for me, that was a green light mm-hmm. to pour out all of my anxieties to God, um, feeling very lonely at times, uh, feeling very far from home, far I feeling insecure in myself, far from the safety net uh, that that was present in the United States. And so that was a verse that came to mind. Uh, Again, I believe it's in Philippians where Paul says, he who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. And so knowing for sure that God saved me and knowing for sure that the desires that God has given me and the opportunities that God has given me has led me to this point. And then that verse helped me see, okay, this is not an accident that you're here. You're a work in progress, and God is with you, and he's walking with you through through this. Um, and then I think also uh, in John, it says, For all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to be called children of God. And so I think um, I'm working with Justin, uh, the new director, uh, along with his wife, Laurel, of the ministry. What does it mean to have our identity as children of God? And that right now, I would say I'm entering into a new phase of ministry where I'm not as, I'll always be a learner, but I'm not as much of a, of a newbie as I was before, mm-hmm. and I'm taking on more leadership. And so it's always good to be reminded of, uh, of all of those truths, but also that my fundamental identity is that I'm a beloved child of God, and that will guard me from perhaps pride or uh, a sense of uh, feeling like, okay, 
I, I've finally arrived. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. And thank you for joining us in this first episode. Right now, Juanita just came in and he's talking with Lucha. We're right now at the office of Compassion Connection. And maybe you will hear some sounds in the background. So there they are. <laughs> but if you want to know more about us and about what we do, you can go to our webpage, EcuadorCC.com. And you also can write us an email at info at Ecuador CC. Dot com and we will see you next week.